Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your hostess, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media and podcasting agency in Houston, Texas. This show is for social media creators, social media managers, and small business owners that want to stand out on social media and beyond. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here or there. Let's get started. Today's guest is the star of House of Ho on HBO Max, which he has completed two seasons of alongside his entire family. He's a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur, having found success in multiple ventures like banking, real estate, and energy brokerage. His latest venture, Ho Buzz, is an alcohol-free THC-based beverage that's getting tons of attention on social media and on these Houston streets. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, my fellow Houstonian, Washington Ho. Thanks for having me, Brittany, on the Social Sunshine Podcast. Really excited to uh, share my story today. Thank you for doing this. Um, Before we started recording, we were talking about how we've met on social media, which that's where I meet all the best people, by the way. And it's cool to actually get to talk. And then like next, we'll have to get together in person. We're here in the great city of Houston, um, which was so exciting for my husband, Ryan, and I when we saw the show come out. I'm sure all the Houstonians listening agree because Houston is a great place. And it was so fun to see like the city on TV and see you guys and learn about your family and everything. Um, So I'm just excited. I love Houston. I'm excited to talk to you about everything. Um, Okay. Speaking of the show, let's rewind. Can we go back a little bit before that? Um, Before you guys started the show, like was this something that you – wanted that you dreamt of that you guys thought about before? Was it a random thing? How did it even happen? You know, um, growing up, I loved watching movies and I always, you know, wanted to be in front of the camera. It was just something, you know, I always dreamed about and, you know, watching movies all my life, um, you know, and trying out for plays at school. I never made it, you know, to the stage. I, you know, applied to USC film school. I wanted it that bad. And so it was always a dream of mine to somehow do a business in Hollywood or be involved in that whole, you know, celebrity entertainment business. And so about five years ago, you know, my my oldest son, Roosevelt, who's named after a president, you know, he was two years old and he was talking already. And he was like, hey, dad, I want my own YouTube channel like Ryan. So after doing careful study of how these YouTube channels are created, I knew I didn't really have the talent to create my own YouTube channel. You know, I needed some help. And so, you know, five years ago, I I saw the success of the Kardashians. And, you know, my sister, Judy Ho, who's also in the TV show, she's a huge reader of novels and books. And she was reading this book called Crazy Rich Asians. And so I got a glimpse of that. I found out through my business connections in Hollywood, they were producing the movie that was going to come out. And I knew that I could probably play that character in real life somehow or be inspired by it. And so I went out to Hollywood, uh, made a few connections and played the role of the crazy rich Asian. And I knew if the show, the movie was going to be a hit that I would have a good chance at a reality show. And the, The main purpose of that was, you know, I wanted to show my son that anything you want in life, 
especially you're born after an American president. You need to achieve your own American dream. So this was a way for me to step out of my father's shadow and create my own path for my son and his dreams. And so that's why I created the show. I was fortunate enough to have met the right people in Hollywood, great production partners, Lionsgate. We had eight pickups uh, with our sizzle reel. We chose HBO because of their quality content. And I convinced my father and my family that this was, you know, our purpose as a family to open up doors for other minorities that had dreams in Hollywood and to never give up on your dreams no matter how old you are. That is so, I have chills. That is so cool. That is amazing that you, it all started from your, your kiddo wanting to be a YouTube star and you and your own dreams as well. It's interesting. It's something that I say in my content and publicly all the time is that like you, the path may change you, like you thought it was going to go one way. Right. But just because the path changes doesn't mean you can't like arrive at a similar destination, which is essentially what's happened with you. Yeah. You know, something my father's always taught me is that you don't get lucky unless you create your own luck. And so if yeah. you don't have, you know, the courage and the vision to go out and search for your dreams, your dreams will never come true. And that's right. been the story of my life. And I'll never give up in doing whatever I can for my community, for my family and for my own hopes and dreams. That's amazing. I love that. It's so inspiring to me personally, and I'm sure everybody listening as well. So you, you mentioned um, your family, of course, all of you guys have been in this journey together. And what I love personally, which is probably, you've, I, I imagine you've heard this a lot, is getting that glimpse into your life and into your culture. You know, like to me, I, I don't know, I've just learned a lot about you guys and it just makes it all so much like deeper to me because you're seeing real life people. These are not actors and they're telling their story and what your parents went through and then you guys and so on and so forth. But do you hear that a lot? Or is that like a, I mean, I feel like that's huge. Everybody's well, I, that glimpse, you know? Yeah. I, you know, I grew up, you know, in Houston, Texas, born and raised so proud of my city so proud of my Vietnamese heritage, but I wanted to show America uh, a bigger glimpse into Vietnamese culture, like how we eat, right? We don't eat pho every day. There's other things that we eat, right? There's uh, other businesses that we run and own. They're not just, you know, the typical nail salon that any American would think, right? And so that's what we showcase on House of Ho. We showcase, you know, authentic, uh, we showcase reality, family, culture, fun. And the worst part of it is we have to show the vulnerability and the things that we go through in life. We're just like any other human beings. You know, we we have an American dream. Um, we're just fighting to achieve it. And I know my parents are so grateful for them and their leadership and all of our first generation Vietnamese that came over from Vietnam from nothing. And if they can make something of themselves, I felt like my generation, with all the blood, sweat, and tears that our first generation did, we need to do something bigger and better for our kids. And so, you know, for me, you know, inspiring people through my story, you know, a nobody in Hollywood to just go out there and search for his dreams. I hope that anyone can be inspired 
by that story that you can fight for your dreams at any time in life. It doesn't matter how old you are. You know, you just got to keep going. That's fantastic. I love that so much, Washington. You and I have that in common. It's like, it's not, it's always like try to say it's, it's never too late, you know, but okay. So you mentioned like uh, multiple, I'm going to, I'll give me a few more minutes of the show here. This is, you know, I'm a fan. I mean, I blocked out an hour for you, so take as much time. (laughs) Don't feel bad. I don't get paid by the hour, so it's all good. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Um, okay. So you mentioned like the show was in demand and people wanted it and you guys chose HBO. And to me, like, I know you and I are like almost the exact same age. I think we're born like a year apart to me when, when I think of HBO, this is like, a big deal. Like to me, I don't know about you, but like, I've like, remember sitting as like a preteen in my room, my little like box TV that was like kind of, you know, bulky and like watching HBO and it being this like exciting thing. Right. And, and to me, that's just, it's gotta be kind of surreal to be like, and now I am on that. Right. Oh, you should have been there. I mean, when I got the call from our producers in Lionsgate two months after we did a pilot, and they said, Washington, we've got eight, eight different networks that love the story and want to do a deal. But the one that we're going to pick, and if it's okay with you, is going to be a new streaming platform that HBO is creating. And it blew my mind. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, like, you know, dreams do come true. And, yeah. you know, I've been fighting all my life to make it to Hollywood and, you know, I finally had had made something and I was really proud of it, really proud of my family. It was one of the toughest. I mean, it's still very tough. It's, it's a tough thing to put out everything for the world to see. But I believe it made my family a lot closer. I think it made a lot of Vietnamese proud. I hope it gave a lot of Vietnamese creatives hope that, you know, you can always make it if you just keep working and never give up. Right. That's so fantastic. Um, you, so, okay. So before I want to, I want to ask you, of course, all about hobos and everything, but I was just thinking oh, yeah. one more thing about reality TV, like in general, I think that you might, are you the per- first person on my show that's on a, sh- on a reality show? I think so. Oh my gosh. So I think yeah. everybody's probably wondering what I'm wondering. What are things that like something that you wouldn't know or people would never guess or like something funny or silly or weird about being on a reality show, you know, like what are some little things that have happened for you and your family? And you're like, what, this is how this works. Or this is so right. crazy. You know, I think, you know, just speaking about the process of reality shows, you know, I, I didn't know how long it takes to develop a reality show and how many things have to go right for a reality show to be produced into air. It's one thing for the network to pick up your show, but you don't get paid and there's no guarantees until you finally see your face on TV. I mean, that's kind of the rule in Hollywood, right? Anything can happen at the end. And during our filming, you know, two big things happened that really made it really difficult to air. And one of them was the pandemic. You know, we had you know, a lot of people that were working on the show and behind the cameras and with unions and what goes on in Hollywood, we had to take a pause. Then, you know, as minorities on HBO Max, um, you know, the George Floyd incident happened. And so our production in the beginning had to kind of be re-edited and produced into something 
that was more relative to the times and didn't really showcase a lot of flash, uh, a lot of a lot more humility, um, a lot more about we us. There was huge diversity, equity, and inclusion incentives in Hollywood, and so at the end of the day, I realized is that they don't really love us. They're all about business, right? And, you know, the only thing that we can do as people or, you know, inexperienced actors is just be ourselves. It's really hard to be yourself on, on camera. You know, the cameras don't follow us, um, you know, 24 seven, but what we do have is a shooting schedule for four to five months. It's six days a week. It's grueling. It's a lot of makeup and hair before filming you know, at 5 a.m. and then you start filming at 7 and then you have six straight hours of filming and content production. And then you have a 30 minute lunch because that's what SAG allows for production people. Then you have another six hours after. Then after that, me as, you know, an important storyline and whoever helped create the show, I have to meet with the showrunner and producers and talk about next day storylines and what's going on in our family and updating them on what's real and what should be told and how the story should be told and without offending, you know, our, our Vietnamese culture and, and male and female and what's going on in current times. And, you know, it's a very challenging process, but I can't help but say that, man, it gets me really excited. Like, you know, we haven't filmed for a year and I'm just, you know, so happy for all the writers. And I heard the strike was over yesterday and there's a few more things they have to button up. But once the strike is over, you know, I think I'll start talking to my production partners again about, you know, the next step. And, and hopefully we'll have a, a season three within a year. This episode is sponsored by Fun Love Media. Fun Love Media is a boutique social media and podcasting agency owned by yours truly. We help mission-driven brands across the country stand out and make a positive impact on the world through social media, podcasting, and beyond. Whether you're local to Houston and want to schedule a content shoot to create videos and images for your social media accounts, or you're in any other part of the U.S. and want a new logo and brand design, or even want to launch your own podcast, we can help. With our done-for-you content creation, we cultivate a fun and exciting online space so your brand can make the positive impact on the world that it's meant to. Let's be honest, we're a group of creative people with a soft spot for our fellow world changers. If you're ready to tell your story, make a difference, and have fun doing it, you have found your content creation team in Fun Love Media. Head to funlovemedia.com or email me directly at brittany at funlovemedia.com to get started today. That's B-R-I-T-N-E-Y at funlovemedia.com. Oh, that'll be so good. I cannot wait to see it. And and that's that's interesting that you say that about like the schedule and stuff. I don't think people realize how, like you said, how grueling it can be. And like, it seems probably so glamorous and so light and easy that you're just on TV and you show up as yourself, but like, it's, it's a job and you guys have responsibilities and it's, it's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, we're under contract, you know, like we have a job we have to perform. Like yeah. we can't just say, you know what, I'm tired today and I don't want to do this. What happens is a funny thing is if you tell a producer you're tired and you don't want to do this today, guess what happens? They're going to have 
10 cameras around you and they're just going to wait for that moment and keep filming until you produce that moment. And, you know, you're shooting 1,000 hours and then you watch the show and realize they've only got two hours of scenes. So it's, it's human nature to think all my best moments weren't shown. Why did you show these moments that I don't want the world to know? Right. And so, you know, the, the anxiety and, and the games that producers play and, and, you know, they might be telling my wife one thing or telling Judy one thing, but telling me something else to create that magical moment that grabs viewers. You know, it's all about relatability at the end of the day. Like throughout my life, right? I have struggled and struggled and struggled all my life, even in high school. I always wanted to be a legend like my father. That pressure that I put on myself drove me into the storyline that you see in the show where I finally figured out that if I had to do one thing and make myself better, it was to announce my sobriety to the rest of the world. Uh, it was a commitment that it wasn't just me looking in the mirror and nobody would know that commitment. And I've been struggling all my life. And that's what made the story of House of Ho, right? My struggle. It, nobody wants to watch, you know, remember the Titans and see a team win in the first quarter. And that wasn't going to happen with, you know, what I was doing at that time in my life. I just, you know, thought about one day if I wasn't here, would Roosevelt and my daughter Lincoln be proud of what they saw their father try to do? And so that kind of torment, it really drove me into searching for a better way. And, you know, a little off topic is four years ago when I did the show and announced my sobriety, the first two to three years were really tough for me. What most people don't know I had my first uh, arrest in high school for public intoxication. Uh, I had another one after that as a minor in possession. Um, in college, uh, my, my junior year, I had my first DWI, uh, had a few other ones, you know, and, you know, I had been in and out of jail and, and drinking was, you know, I tried every program. I went to therapy. I went to AA. I did I had ankle monitors on my ankles while I was trying to apply for jobs. I had, you know, blowers in my car. I had blowers in my home. And I'm blessed enough that, yes, I don't have any felonies, you know, and I just felt like, you know, God blessed me with a story. And in my culture, it's drinking and partying is a big thing. When every weekend you gather with your families, that's what you do. And it's very taboo as a man to say, hey, I'm gonna quit drinking. But every time, my first two to three years, what I missed the most was I actually, I missed my friends. My friends were still drinking and I needed something, right? I could only, uh, every time I'd go to a party, I'd drink water or a mocktail. And then, you know, somebody would say, hey, Wash, well, what's going on in your life? And for me, it's, you know, I'm like, hey, why don't you watch the reality show, um, you know, and, and see <laughs> what's going together. on. Yeah, but for me, you know, I created Hobas. Uh, it was an alternative for people like me. Going to AA every day for me was very extreme. I think, you know, the label of, hey, I'm an alcoholic. And then having to hear everybody's really depressing stories every day. For my mental health, 
that that trigger didn't help me. I never left AA like, yay. I left it like, God, that could be me. I better go back tomorrow. But for me, you know, a year ago when I, I really started delving into more of the health benefits instead of the getting high part, which a normal guy like me would look at. I looked at the health benefits of THC and, you know, Delta A, and I, I tried it. And after about a month, I was like, hey, if I made this, you know, taste really good, I could introduce it to the mainstream. And instead of endorsing products on our family TV show, I could endorse my own product, something with my name on it, something that I'm passionate about. And, you know, fortunately, you know, a lot of people have really enjoyed it. It's opened up doors for me, like meeting you. And I'm very proud of, of it. And I want other people who are sober to feel less shame and more hope, right? Like, don't feel bad every day because you just can't drink like most other people. You know, create your own hope. And whether that's THC or a new dream or a new goal or new people in your life, just don't give up. Um, you know, and you can have fun along the way, you know, you don't have to, you know, just feel shame and guilt all your life. That's how I felt since day one that I got arrested for 20 years. I was like, you know, every time I relapse and you know, the relapse statistics are super high is that you put so much air in one tire and it's going to blow at some point, but when it blows, you shouldn't go kill yourself or talk down to yourself or feel bad about it. We all make mistakes. We're human. That's what I learned through the TV show. It's that at the end of the day, we're all human. We all need love. We all want to love. We all want to have fun. And that's what Whole Buzz is about. It's about balance. You can have a lot of things going on in your life. You feel, you know, like two days ago, a friend of mine had a friend that had a tragic accident. And he called me. He's like, man, I really think I need some Whole Buzz. And I was like, yeah, you need the Whole Buzz. And the thing is, is that a lot of people that used to drink alcohol, when something bad happens, you're like, I'm going to go take three, four shots. I'm going to go to happy. I'm going to feel better. And guess what happens? You feel like crap the next day. You feel more anxious. You didn't have, you didn't let any air out of the tires. That's what Hobuzz is. Drink a little bit, calm your nerves, reset, get some clarity and keep going, you know, don't, don't do something that's going to put you five steps backwards. Right. That, that is so cool. I love, I love your honest perspective on it. And I mean, I'm sure so many people listening can relate like, or, or watching can relate. Like, you know, you said that just, you tried this, you tried this and those routes just weren't for you. And you just made your own, you know, blazed your own trail, if you will. Um, okay. So speaking of Hobas, can you give us a more of a, we're going to put all the information in the show notes and the links and everybody, but yeah. give us more of a description. What does that mean for someone that doesn't understand that something is THC based? What is Delta eight? Like, what does all that mean? I think the first thing that people need to know is this is legal. Um, it was federally legalized in 2018 by the federal hemp bill. I think that's one of the first questions people ask. The second question people ask is what is Delta eight? It's the legal description is it's up to 0.3% of THC in, infused into the drink, right? So okay. Delta eight, there's a lot of deltas. I'm not a scientist. I will just say Delta eight's the minimum. And so what my partner, Tony Busby for us, he's sober as well. We call it Texas sober. 
we don't drink alcohol, you know, we, we don't want to smell like the thing that people smoke every day. We're, we're fathers, we're parents. He goes to the courthouse. I go and volunteer at the school. You know, gummies for us, we really need consistency. But Delta 8 in a beverage form is consistent. And so for anybody who's looking for some consistency, looking for an alternative on the weekends, just wants a, a break from the alcohol because it's not solving their problems, this is just something you can hold in your hand, sip a little bit of, feel relaxed. I call it a calm energy. Um, you know, it's, it's, I don't like to drink things or do things that take my energy level down. I believe that my energy level is my greatest strength. Right. And so at some times though, your greatest strength can be your greatest weakness. And I just need something to take the edge off. And so that's what it's for. That's, that's so exciting to think that you like, like to bring a product to market, right? Like about how long from the beginning, from what, you know, when you really started until now, how long has that been? Well, you know, it's almost, it's Tony and I, we met a year ago and just like how you meet people on Instagram, he sent me a message, a direct message, uh, last summer. And he was like, Hey, Washington, I just want to let you know, my wife's a huge fan of your wife's on House of Ho, and we'd love to have dinner with you. And I sent back a message. I said, wait, so what about me? He was like, oh, you? I got a lot I can relate to you with, too. Okay. And I tell you, at that time, I was not drinking THC beverages a year ago. We go to dinner. He orders a mocktail, and my wife's kicking me under the table. I don't know Tony Busby. I don't know he's sober. So I order a mocktail and a beautiful goblet comes out. It's, you know, like a pink water. It's got orchid petals. It's got like the most beautiful thing you'd ever see. And right when it came out, I told Tony, I said, Tony, that's my biggest challenge with sobriety. I said, if you're sober, why does it have to be announced to the world or for people to see? Right. I said, hey, we're both men. We go to social functions. We go to network functions. And I can only... Uh, you know, order so many mocktails. It's a lot of sugar. It doesn't have the effect of what, you know, alcohol used to do for me. After three hours, you know, if I'm drinking mocktails or non-alcoholic beer, I'm feeling bloated. I'm feeling like the same. And I feel like tomorrow I got filming. So I got to run 50 miles to burn it all off (laughs) while my other friends that are still drinking, you know, beer and alcohol are having a great time after three hours, right? (laughs) And I'm pretending to have a great time. And one thing I learned uh, on my TV show is that you have to own your truth. You have to embrace your truth. You have to lean into it. And if you lean into it, you can finally be free. And that's what I love about your message, Brittany. It's like, hey, just dance. Just do it. Until you do it, you won't have freedom. And so really happy to be here today with you. I, I will tell you, you know, you're a great podcaster. I'm opening up more, um, a lot easier with you, you know, so thank you for that. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I'm just so excited that you even wanted to be, to be on my show. I still get excited. Like, you know, you know how it is whenever it's, it's that excitement. Like you probably feel it with, with the show and with your products, like no matter what, like it doesn't get old, you have something that you love and it's just always something to get excited about. Brittany, Brittany, let me tell you something. Your personality on your social media 
and the name of your podcast, the Social Sunshine <laughs> Podcast. Like, who doesn't want to be on it? I mean, I could probably call some celebrities if you wanted. Cedric the Entertainer, my good friend, comes in town tomorrow for his book reading, September 27th. He's a great guy. I'm pretty sure he'd love to meet you. I mean, you tell me who you want to meet, and I'll find a way for you. You better watch out. I might take you up on that. <laughs> yeah. We're we're working on a studio too. So 2024, we'll have a studio. Um, yeah. But but no, I really appreciate it because you and I have um, things in common I didn't realize until you were here today. As far as the the Hollywood dreams and trying to figure out a way to get in front of audiences in some way or another. Because really, and I want to know if you agree, because there's this deep there's this deep rooted desire and almost like purpose and calling essentially to be in front of an audience, to have like the impact, the positive impact you can have on an audience. Like, and everybody's different how you impact an audience, but you know, whether it's bringing people joy or making them feel their feelings or, or even helping someone cry when they need to right? like different people in front of audiences are different. And I've always felt that calling. It seems like you have too. And you just, you just fucking figured out a way to, to you know, to make it happen. And that's so amazing and inspiring to me. It's, you know, I think the biggest thing you and I have in common is, you know, we're from Houston, Texas, right? We're not from Hollywood. We didn't yep. grow up around, you know, the people, the relationships. You know, when you make a video and you see like 1,000 views, and then the next day you see 50,000 views, and then you see it go back down to 2,000 views, but you still have to have the mindset and think long term, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how many people can I inspire today? You know, how many people can I bring the sunshine to today? Right. And, you know, I think, like they always say, real recognizes real. And you are so real. And everybody needs to get on the Social Sunshine Podcast. <laughs> thank you so much. You're so nice. Um, thank you. I really appreciate it. So, okay. So before I let you go, I have a social media related question because a lot of people... Are, that listen are like me. They love social media. They're creators. They've got their business on social media and all the things. I want to know, you mentioned earlier about like how, what it's like to be filmed for all those hours. And then just like a tiny fraction of it is shown because that's the nature of making a show. They cannot show every moment, but I feel like, and I wonder if you agree, you can use social media to speak your own truth and represent yourself and all that stuff. Like how have you managed to do that and navigate social media as like a, you know, a TV personality, but then you can actually show your, your real side and your, your truth that way. Do you, do you like that? Do you do, do you love doing that on social or no? Um, to be honest with you, you know, while we were, you know, before the, the TV show, yeah, I was on Facebook and Instagram here and there. But after the TV show happened, you know, HBO has a team of, you know, PR and social media content creators that help you create and navigate your way through social media, especially if you're older like me. And yeah, I, I think it's really difficult sometimes because when you put out for social media, you can't really blame anyone but yourself, right? Because it's you, you're the one that posts it, right? Right. But when the reality show is showing something, I could always say, well, you know, they didn't get all my good moments that, you know, so social media for me, um, I think one of the biggest mistakes I probably made um, was when the show was happening and we had tons of engagement. At that time, I was such in a weird headspace that I, 
I suddenly didn't want people to know about my life. And so when the engagement was high, I didn't really capitalize on that. And so now it's kind of like I'm rebuilding uh, in hopes of, you know, a better future. I've got great things that are going to happen. I'm working on creating new reality shows. You know, ever since we had our reality show, a lot of people in Houston and Texas reach out to me and ask me, hey, I'd want my own show. Like, what do I need to do? And, and so helping others achieve their dreams is a passion of mine and helping them get there. And, you know, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. You know, right. you're not going to take the money home with you. You're not going to get rich off a reality show. Um, but if you can enrich other people's lives through your story, uh, that's what I'm all about. Right. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. That's a great way to end. Um, before I let you go, uh, we're, again, we'll put everything in the show notes, but just in case anybody's just listening and wants to hear it out loud, how can they find you, Hobas, all the things on social media, website, whatever you want to share? Okay. Well, you can find me on House of Ho. We've got two seasons, 17 episodes on HBO Max on your streaming platform. And you can find Hobas, our drink, uh, non-alcoholic, Delta 8, 10 milligrams, uh, at Wild Restaurants, Wakefield and Crowbar, CBD Apothecary, MyFit Foods. Just, you know, we're creating a new 21-day challenge, and I'm so excited. You know, you can also order it online at www.hobuzzco.com. Okay. H-O-B-U-Z-Z-C-O.com. Got it. And everybody follow Washington, Washington Ho on Instagram. Yeah, follow me at Washington Hope. Yeah. <laughs> all of your adventures with your family and your business and everything. I love keeping up with all of it. I absolutely love the show. Um, my husband Ryan and I are, are true fans from the get-go. We've been watching you guys from the start and have just loved seeing more inside your life. And then seeing you start this business and everything, it's just been very, very cool. And i got to try some soon. So we got to meet up so I can get me some hobas. And I've got one last thing for you and your fans. This hose for you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Where the hose at? That should be a... Uh... Got some hose in this house. <laughs> got some hose in this house. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and LinkedIn. And subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel to watch the video version of each episode. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.